Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Brewing? Brews and Bruins podcast episode something of season four. <laughs> realizing he's wholly unprepared. <laughs> What's brewing, everybody? I'm Drew Johnson. We got Cam Hasbrook. We got Chris Gear. We might have Cat Silverman. Maybe some Izzy as well here and there. It's the Brewers and Bruins podcast. Episode something of season four. Um, uh, happy happy uh, April 20th to those who celebrate, um, as this will probably be released then. The Bruins game... Tonight, game two against the Florida Panthers certainly had me celebrating early. Uh, But, you know, we didn't talk game one either. So we got some good and bad to talk about here tonight. Um, Either of you guys got something you want to drink? We got Izzy there with a cracker or a cookie or something of that sort. Is it a pancake? Okay. We'll just call it a cookie, apparently. Um, I have an Arizona... Peach iced tea. Same. Catherine does as well. Isabel, what are you drinking? She's drinking apple juice. Apple juice? I just wanted to make sure. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Sometimes you got to check. That's a good life when you're like, I'm pretty sure this is apple juice. juice. It's delicious. <laughs> It's like when you're drinking a lot of beers and it starts to taste like water. You're like, wait, what am I drinking? Oh, <laughs> uh, drinking uh, Miller Lite. Living the high life. Miller Lite. Good luck that we were hoping for. Yeah, you know, it didn't. But it did the other night, actually. Actually, no, the other night I was at Gritty, so I was drinking uh, their you know, summer ale. You know, hoping, trying to manifest summer hockey, which would be good, but. You know, Isabel, what was your big problem with the Bruins during this game? That they didn't win. Yeah, that was a good problem. <laughs> <That's a good laughs> what do you think they needed to do more of, Isabel? Did they need to stay out of the tunnel? Of course. Yeah, they definitely need to stay more. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It's solid. It's solid. Yeah, well, you want to start? You want to start? With the with the ugly, or do you want to give any thoughts on game one to start it off? Well, we can start with game one. Um, game one obviously went the Bruins' way, three one. Um, overall, with that game, I felt like th- there were many points where Florida felt like th- I felt like they were in control, and the Bruins were playing some like C plus B minus hockey throughout the game. Overall, they had some stretches where they were the Bruins we've known all season. And, you know, that was enough. Those stretches were enough to overcome the Panthers in game one. Game two felt similar. It didn't really go that way. But game one left me feeling like, okay, like we're, we're still going. Like they kind of coasted through that game and still won. It had me a little, maybe a little too confident going into game two tonight. Yeah, I did. 
I didn't see like spectacular hockey from the Bruins in game one. That wasn't, it just felt like all of the other games they've played this year though, where it's just like you watch the Bruins play and you're like, all right, that was fine. And then they win by two. Mm -hmm. Just kind of what I've been expecting for the rest of the playoffs so far. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, It didn't feel like, that was a team that couldn't win without Bergeron, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess a, a question I had, at least when it comes to tonight, like without Bergeron there, what do you think that, that impact is, whether it's from a, you know, literally on the like the game itself or maybe that leadership aspect, you know, how big do you think that impact is and did it play into tonight? result yeah i mean i think it's like a two-sided thing like i mean for starters like i agree with chris like i feel like that first game while they were not at their best didn't feel like all oh, this team is like really struggling without bergeron it was yeah you know you can tell he's there or he's not there rather but it didn't seem like they were leak i don't think tonight was necessarily like that either i think like you know at Newsflash, anybody who thought it was going to be easy to like win a Stanley Cup or beat the Panthers is, you know, sorely mistaken. Like, I think a game like tonight really reinforces how magical the Bruins season has been to this point because hockey is a game that is so 50 50 so much of the time and is, is decided by bounces and things that are relatively out of your control. There are so many opportunities for tonight on both sides that things could have gotten out of hand or, you know, like. Plenty of, I think there was one shot from Zaka and the right wing that went an inch wide when it was a three to two game. Like there's so many things that one little thing changes or guy gets a slightly better shot or, you know, something yeah, let's do like that Taylor Hall bar. goal. Yeah. Taylor Hall goal at the end was a terrible goal. Not, I mean, like not Lyon kind of got left out to dry there, but like still let one squeak through the fight. Like there are so many opportunities that that game could have been different. And I think, you know, like you look back and you expect the Bruins to win those games because they did that so many times this year, which was A, because they're a very good hockey team, but B, because like they got fortunate a lot of the time. It's just, it, it was both. And you're not going to win all of those games realistically, especially in a seven game series where you're, you're playing a team over and over and for the second time in three nights. And I'm not really uh, too concerned. Like, you know, I think I'm, I'm curious to see whether Bergeron is playing next game. I think absolutely back to the original point like i i think he his absence was noticeable i don't think it was detrimental i don't think bergeron not being there lost the bruins the game i think some sloppy play in the third period a couple bad turnovers and you know some tough puck luck lost in the game um but i do think having his presence for when that third goal goes in and where that fourth goal goes in like i think we were praising marsha and really was stepping up especially in his play you could see he was probably the, the bruins best player tonight and undoubtedly was um mm-hmm. and even in that third after after they gave up those two goals he was flying around and i thought even at some points he was maybe trying to do a little bit too much by himself but i appreciated him kind of stepping into that leadership role but from an on ice perspective it felt like they did kind of need that pressure on presence of like when you're missing your one c and your captain and you're down a goal or two, you know, that's, that's an important presence to have for any team. And especially when it's a guy like Patrice Bergeron, who is the best defensive forward the game's ever seen. So I think his absence was noticeable, but um, you know, I think even if he does have to miss game three, for whatever reason, I think at that point, I'd be more concerned about like, all right, what's actually going on here. Cause 
you know, we didn't realize it was that bad going in. I think if he's good enough to play, he'll be playing and that'll be helpful. But I don't think that they're, you know, absolutely screwed without him. We might be screwed without Drew because he's there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Martian, I think, did a really good job of while you said he was trying to do too much, but most of the time when Martian tries to do too much, he gets dangerous. Yeah, it so does like, work a lot of the time. That's kind of like a couple of guys yeah. did get dangerous and uh, no shick and uh, hello, Drew. <laughs> I accidentally cut you out for a quick second. My hand. Hit the <laughs> I mean, I saw that. Uh, <laughs> I think I think a couple of guys did kind of go over that line, and I mean, Noshik is probably going to be facing some sort of discipline. We'll see uh, whether he ends up being in the lineup in the next game or not. But I mean, that could if Bergeron ends up coming back. Okay, Isabel, <laughs> if uh, Bergeron ends up coming back in Game Three, that could make one of the problems a little easier to solve and figuring out who's sitting out. Um, that makes you know, more of the problems a net upgrade, actually. So yeah. I, I think in uh game three you'll probably see Grizzly draw back in. Um I don't think forward did anything in game one to say like, oh, Grizzly needs to be in the lineup. I think he played pretty well. I think tonight, I think in general the defensive core did not play super well. And I didn't see anything from forward that was like, yeah, this guy uh, you need to stick with him. Um, I think he had some good moments on the penalty kill, but it's kind of like his thing. Um, yeah, I I feel like people saying like go to Swayman in game three, like that might be a little bit overkill. Um, Omar made a lot of good saves that he didn't have any business making today, and he got hung out to try a lot. Yeah, he really so. did. Uh, I. I was, uh, we didn't really talk about this before the playoffs started, but I was kind of on the fence with like a guy like Olmark, who's never really been a full time starter for a whole year and then gone into the playoffs being a full time starter. Um, it kind of like worries me that the workload might get a little hefty, but um, I mean, he's the runaway Vesna winner. You kind of got to roll with him. Um, but it, I think if Swain, if you do see Swayman in game three, that's not like, I'm not going to be looking at Montgomery and saying that's a tremendous overreaction. I think I'd more be looking at it like, all right, maybe they're just going to rotate guys in. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it, it, I think game three is the difference where you see whether he's deciding we're going to kind of play both or if Omar's really the front guy. Cause like there's nothing that Olmark did tonight that really warrants the switch mm-hmm. other than okay, we're just we're gonna see, you know, we're gonna switch it every time a goalie loses, and that's how we're gonna kind of play 50-50 somehow. Um, Olmark, there was the one that like squeaked through the five hole. Cam kind of mentioned that earlier with you know the bounces can go either way. Um, that's the only one really. I was that talking I can about the line goal that. actually that squeezed through. So. Oh, okay. Olmark <laughs> yeah. Olmark had one kind of similar. Yeah. And like that's kind of the only one I could think of that I like them to have back. The other ones have either big or small asterisks next to them, whether it was a defensive turnover or an on man rush or whatever. Um, so 
I, I've seen, I already saw people calling for Swayman like towards the end of the third period. Um, and it's just like, I think that's an overreaction, but if you are going with the, the mind frame of we're going to split the net in the playoffs and I guess go for it, but it's not yeah, I mean, a panic button. That shouldn't be a response to the Bruins played bad that night. It's, it's hopefully a long playoff run. And if you know, you're playing whatever, 30 more games, um, I would assume that Swayman gets a couple of those starts, especially if, you know, you get up in series or anything like that. And then, or if Omar struggles in a couple of games, like, mm. and I don't think those guys look at it as a negative to see the other guy in the net. No. The one thing that I think is not like being mentioned enough, at least that I've seen on Bruins Twitter is that if, from my perspective, at least I feel like, Florida's season was on the line in the third tonight. Like I know it was it was an uncharacteristically bad third period for the Bruins. I also think Florida played really well. I I don't know. To me, going back, like you're in that locker room, you've got you already lost that first game, which maybe you had a chance of winning. Now all of a sudden it's two to two and you got a chance to take one before you go back home. Like that's one that if you're Florida between the second and third period, you're like, We we need this one. We really need this one. Like we've we're we've stayed in this game. We've got a chance to go out, and to me, like their their season is on the line in that third period, and they played like again. Newsflash: This is not a bad team. They won the Presidents Trophy last year. A little bit different of a team, but like very strong. And offense is their thing. They were buzzing in the third. They scored. They showed their prowess. They defended better than they usually have this game. The Bruins still had quite a few shots, just didn't really capitalize on the opportunities. But like, you know, I feel like that was a period that. Florida had to win, and so you know, I they did. It's a bomber for the for the Bruins, but I don't think it's any like, oh my gosh, we're screwed. And like, no, it was that was a a team that was pretty good at giving it everything that they had to to try to go back and, and give themselves a shot in the series. And like, look, the Bruins take one or two in Florida, and I'm feeling fine. Like, we come back, you get two out of three at the Garden, and you know they should take care of business. I. I- um, we, we've talked about like home ice advantage in the past and what do you guys think going into Florida? Do you think it's going to feel like home ice advantage just based on every fucking regular season? Oh, excuse me, is uh, every regular season game uh, that we've seen between the Bruins and Florida like ever? I know like uh, people <laughs> were like, there's oh, so many New England transplants. I already saw so. like. I forget somebody, some Boston media outlet tweeting out like, oh, the Bruins had a chance and now they got to go back to Florida where they lost twice this year. And it's like, all right, I'm pretty sure both of those were like a while ago. (laughs) And like, I'm not, I don't know. It's not like, I'm not that worried about going into Florida, you know? I don't know if I just said Tampa, but Florida. I'm not that worried about going into Sunrise. Like, sunrise, baby. It's going to be all right. I don't think like, sunrise I know you'd rather well, be at the Garden. Japan. But actually, I feel like after, honestly, after a loss like that, I kind of don't hate going on the road. Because you're back in the Garden. It's a little jumpy, like especially if you give up that first goal. You could, like, it felt like for the first time in a while, the Bruins were squeezing their sticks a little tight after they were down 4-2. to two. And... I don't think like you go on the road now, you're back at Florida's barn. The expectations are a little more on them. I think like this team, especially if they can get like a Bergeron back, who's got that steady presence. I don't hate going on the road right now. If you give up that first goal or something, it's like, all right, we're on the road. We're still, you know, let's fight and stay in this thing. I don't think, you know, it's, 
I, I don't think it's the worst going on the road right now. Who sits for Bergy? No sick. No sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if that's going to be my choice. Sorry, for... Monty. Monty loves it, but sorry, Monty. But yeah. No, I'm not going to lie, though. Like, I, they, so it was like, oh, whatever. Aristotle's down behind the play. And I'm like, all right, let's see. You know, somebody thrive through. And out of my brain's like, hopefully it wasn't for Tuesday because he's been a stud. And then, like, I watched the replay and I saw Nosek go in, and I was like, oh, yeah, bad hit. But, like, hey, at least it was Nosek and not like for Tuesday or something, you know? So, not ideal, but, like, you know. Yeah, on the back end, too, like, Orlov has looked good. Like, in terms of the additions, Bertuzzi looked good. Yeah. Um, Hathaway looked great. Orlov has looked good, and he's also looked really bad with turnovers, um, especially in his own zone. Um, so yeah, it's been, like, iffy with Orlov because he's had flashes of, like, just great plays. I mean, I'm sure he got a point at some point in the first two games. Just seemed like the way he was playing, he would have, but you know, if not, whatever. But he he's had good stretches offensively, and just those turnovers are killer. And I think it was was it Carlo? No, somebody else had one. I know McAvoy had a turnover that led right to a goal. Um, I actually thought Carlo, Carlo had a good game, with the exception of trying to score that one time. Yeah, there was a lot of players that, that had a good game. Yeah. He had a for really big poke one check horrible play. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think defensively, probably like Chris said, forward probably is the guy you pull. I think he's looked fine. Not like, oh, we got to pull him, but you know, he hasn't shown much that is is to me forcing me to keep him in the lineup. I think, especially with how kind of careless the Bruins were with the puck tonight, which is like what everybody says about Grizzly, which I'm not sure. I think that's kind of a little bit of a exaggeration to an extent but i don't know I, I feel like adding him in the lineup can't hurt you still have bigger bodies not like forwards the only you know obviously like penalty minutes are a concern and uh, you know they're obviously tonight's game is a lot more physical so you want to keep that presence but they still have the drews getting ready to do something i'm not sure i'm gonna like it but oh. i'm gonna pass it back to well, him. at one point cam said bigger bodies and speaking of bigger bodies it's nba playoffs time <laughs> <laughs> that means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can feel the sweat and make $5 pregame money line bets and score $150 in bonus bets. Bonus bets. If their team wins, plus everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs, open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA team. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, 21 plus in most Eligible states. 
21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. I keep forgetting that's there and that we should just do it post. Oh, so sorry about that. <laughs> I think if you have a gambling problem, you should have to call Drew. <laughs> gambling problem? Call Drew Johnson. <laughs> I'll just tell you how I... 207. Like <laughs> oh, no, he's not a 207. Actually, if you really need to contact me, you can Google hard enough. You will probably find my work email. So. <laughs> I mean, my work uh, email and phone number. So you can go for that if you really want. But I only answer between nine and five. So. And Drew only, answers, Drew only answers his personal line between three in the morning and five. yeah between five <laughs> yeah, and nine it's really easily fine yeah fine line um yeah i'm seeing a lot of a lot of spicy tweets right now Ooh, let's read through some of them it's, and react yeah nah, there's some there's some there's some nice tweets um some receipt worthy tweets is what i'll say coming from some national accounts right now a lot of people a lot of a lot of social media admins who were waiting a long time to try to land a punch in the bruins and this was this was their opportune time so let's well you know let's, we'll file a couple of these away in the archive tweets maybe we'll revisit the bruins and bruins account later on but you know see how the series go i did i was told chris for the show i found uh, ESPN tweeted that the Panthers stunned the Bruins tonight to uh, tie the series. But that was some interesting, interesting verbiage. Um, well, we've kind of, I think, unless you guys have anything else, exercised our Bruins talk. Any thoughts on the rest of the playoffs thus far? I know we have a couple of game twos still going right now. But uh, I, I guess I, as much as I want the Bruins to end up playing Toronto. I'm never going to root for Toronto. Um, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I, I do think it's absolutely hilarious that they got shelled by Tampa in game one. And then John Tavares cried about the refs after the game. Yeah. When your captain's crying about the refs after game one, you know that's a team that is not mentally prepared for the postseason. Also, when you lose like four goals or five goals or whatever it was. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I will say, like, I just go on. I want to, like, give this shout out. Drew, first of all, I was thinking of you last night watching that game, buddy. I know you're a diehard Leafs fan, but I do want to just really give a shout out to the Toronto Maple Leafs for just consistently bringing it every single year. I mean, it is really, it's special. It's special to watch, and, and we're unworthy. So. Um, I know it's game one and you know whatever, but I hey Bruins fans, Vegas lost to Winnipeg by several goals. Like it's fine, we're gonna be good. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> as long as we win one in, in Florida, we're fine. Yeah, it was very funny. In the night one of the NHL playoffs, we get uh, two overtime games, three total overtimes, and then night two, like everyone's losing by four or five goals. So. Um, that's that's just how it goes. Yeah. In, in <laughs> Except for the Islanders, tough look for that one. That was a that was a Nolachari esque finish to that hey, game. <laughs> so, yeah. I didn't see what tonight. I yeah, I, was, I I heard what happened. I didn't see the play that was missed. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. Nolachari also, that game included a just absolutely wild goal. The like just random puck kind of thrown toward the net at a very low speed that 
uh, the goaltender did not see it. Sorokin just missed it. And the Sebastian Ajo bat out of midair. The New York Islanders Sebastian Ajo scoring yeah. on his own net with a reverse baseball bat from like the, the like half the, wall. That's, <laughs> that's like, the one that I was talking about. That was actually, yeah. That was, yeah, weird game. That, like that, you know what I mean? Like, what a sport. <laughs> what a sport. I love <laughs> banking my entire mental health on a game that. Uh, continuously be described as uh, the better team wins most of the time. I wouldn't even something like more than fifty percent of the time probably is what I'd be willing to bet on. I guess that's the, most. That's most. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, the the Michael Bunting suspension was solid three games. I think that's fair playoffs. Yeah, the games I'm mean more. I'm glad we're talking about this while Cat's out of the room because that's her that's her favorite boy. That's her I know. Boy. I thought of her when it happened. To be quite um, honest, I was like, I Aww. first I was like, <laughs> that was that was adorable. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if yeah, the recording picked that up. But... It was vague, but we'll we'll boost it in post. Okay. It's all right. Um, yeah, I I thought it was very funny that the national media, which mostly resides in Toronto, or I guess that would be international media, mm-hmm. um, decided to after game one see that the Bruins were being rascals and uh propped up michael bunting as a guy who always gets in trouble for being just a little rascal and then he went and got suspended for three games for a head guy. yeah i also love the just the storylines <laughs> i love the delusion that the nhl is rigging its league against its biggest market <laughs> it's like yes <laughs> yeah they're they're telling the refs to screw toronto again because it would be terrible for the league if toronto finally won a stanley cup <laughs> like, it honestly would be like imagine <laughs> if that happened like it would be, be terrible ama- for us it, it would be, be terrible for only us <laughs> it would be amazing for like the league as a, like a like a company because it is the biggest hockey market winning the cup, but no one else, like no fan <laughs> wants the Leafs. Like it don't matter like your team's relationship to the Leafs in terms of a rivalry or something. I feel like they got to be like your top five least want them to win the cup. Yeah. I do feel like it's like a, you know, a lot of, a lot of fan bases maybe hate the Bruins, but I do feel like more, they hate Toronto more. So at least, at least yeah. there's that. You know? Because they're annoying. It's just, they're just annoying. Like the Bruins, it's like, yeah, they're like, they probably think we're POSs because we're like the rats. We got Marshawn. not whining about the rest, especially after game one. No, only Rob Brindamore. I genuinely can't even imagine Patrice Bergeron whining about the refs. I ate that up so much. I I almost made that tweet my screensaver when I saw that John Tavares quote. I was like, that was incredible. So rattled. Just amazing. Yeah, that is just not I yeah. That is just not the not, not the ticket. Captainly. That's not the golden ticket. <laughs> what do I want? Um, yeah, go bees. Yeah, go bees. I think it'll be okay. Go-bees. I think it'll be fine. I think uh, I think we still got the series in five to six games. I don't think we'll need a seventh at TD. But if we do, 
that's cool too. There's no reason to predict hockey. You just don't know. Like, look at tonight. <laughs> that's all. That's all you need. Look at game two. You can't predict this stuff. But for the sake of it, no game seven needed. Five or six Bruins win it. Yeah, just uh, I, ho- I hope the vibes are different. Game three. Yeah, like Florida's gonna come out firing for the first few minutes. Like sustain the initial home crowd rush and then just play your game. Just play it. They got away from their game. Just like they gotta. I think that's what Montgomery said after the game. Like too, just play what's play the hot. I, like obviously, you you won sixty fucking five games this year. Do the thing that you did the whole for the like yeah. Just like they gotta assert their game a little bit more. I think they were a little bit too. I'm not gonna lie. I watched a lot of behind the B in the last couple of days. Um and one thing Jim Montgomery said in one of the episodes kind of stuck with me. I mean, it's not like an original thought that he had, but just the specific words of uh, don't get complacent. If you get complacent in this league, they will humble you. And uh, I feel like the Bruins got humbled a little bit tonight. Yeah. I'm not worried. We sat here and said, if they go down 2 nothing, don't get worried. It's 1-1. One one, we're fine. See ya. See you after, see after the Florida game. Stay hydrated. Drink water. Get some electrolytes. Get some electrolytes.